If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Everyone always asks me what my favorite reality TV shows are, and I always have the same answer. Laguna Beach and The Hills, to me, are two of the best reality shows that have ever existed in the history of reality TV. Really, today we share this chat with Miss Alex Murrell, or as we all know her, Alex M. We talk all about the reality versus the fakeness of Laguna Beach and The Hills. We talk Kristen and Steven and LC, Audrina. I still could watch Laguna Beach over and over. Maybe I'll start watching Laguna Beach from the start. This originally aired January 13th of 2021, basically three years ago uh, to the day. Sit back, enjoy. You know, before Housewives, before Bravo, Laguna Beach really changed the freaking game. Of course, we talk about OC Housewives. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Miss Alex M. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by, I think, one of the best reality shows pretty much of all time. I've said it before. I will say it again. Miss Alex Mural, or we could just say Alex M from Laguna Beach. (laughs) Hi, guys. What's Thanks going on? How are you today? I'm good, you know, hanging in there like everyone else. Where now? Where are you? Are you in the OC now? I am. Yeah. So I'm uh, in Costa Mesa, which is just like a 10 minute drive from Laguna, just to give perspective. But um, yeah, still in the OC. <laughs> wow. And like you're from the OC originally. Oh, yeah. Born and raised in Laguna Beach. And then um, my husband and I lived basically Newport and Corona del Mar and then landed here in Costa Mesa, which isn't too far. So like you just kept it local. Yeah. I, I mean, I got out for a little bit. I moved to L.A. after high school. I think like most of the cast, well, I'd say a handful of the cast did um, and then ended up moving back home. <laughs> Your parents must be happy you're like local. Oh, yeah. Um, They are so happy. I mean, I don't think I could be without anyone. I mean, I don't think I could be without my family. Like, we've talked about since COVID happened, like, oh, you know, maybe we'll, you know, we'll move to somewhere different. Like, we'll just don't think I could ever leave my, my family. It's too hard. And you went to Laguna Beach High School. Yep. Went to Laguna Beach High School all four years. So, I mean, you're in high school as a high school student, minding your own business. And I mean, like you weren't in the first season, but what was it like? 
I mean, like, was there a huge buzz around school when, like, oh, my God, MTV is coming here to do a show? You know, there was, but there, it, we really, like, I'm sure, like, you've heard and, and ever, everyone else has kind of heard, it, we didn't know what it was going to be. So everyone kind of thought it was going to be, like, a true life, I live at the beach, um, because there was nothing like it at the time. And I don't even think the producers even knew, you know, what it was going to turn into. So, I mean, it was more, and I knew that they were, um, also interviewing other high schools. So a lot of the times, like we were, you were just kind of like, Oh, we're just living our high school life. Like, Oh, that's cool. Didn't think anything of it. And then of course the first season came out and it was like exploded, you know, it was the first of its kind. It really was. I mean, the thing is, like, there was the real world. Right. That That was was, about it. That was about it, really. Because the real world was, like, a 24-7, unedited, kind of, like, raw. I mean, of course, it was edited, but not to the way that Laguna Beach was almost like a soap opera, but reality. So they call it, like, softly scripted is, like, what technically the term is for our show. But um, because there were you know, there were writers in rooms. There were uh, times that we had to, you know, say this, you know, a line like in a, you know, a sound booth over and over in different, you know, uh, expressions and things that, you know, just different ways and walk through the door a couple times just to get the right shot. So technically it was softly scripted. I mean, when it was that first season, like, and you weren't in it and they were casting it and, you know, like even, I mean, did people want to be in it? Like, do you remember, like, did you know, like Lauren and Steven, like, did you know them? Cause you, cause you were oh, a junior. Yeah. So Laguna, just to give you a little like background is, was like, is probably one of the smallest public schools in Orange County. So like where other schools had like 9,000 students, like we had like 200 students in our class. Like, so we knew everybody and Laguna was so rare that we had grown up with everyone since kindergarten. So it's like, cause there's only two elementary schools, one middle school and one high school. And typically you go through the entire, you know, process with everybody. So I've known Lauren, Steven, uh, you know, Taylor and I were in the same kindergarten class, Jason, like everyone since we were really little. So it, it, it was, it was our group of friends and I knew who they were and I knew what was going on. Um, I think everyone probably wanted to be a part of the show, but, um, I think what happened was the producers kind of, you know, focused on that one friend group and because they were older, um, you know, of course that wasn't like my intimate, like friend group at the time, but we always hung out and saw each other. But so it was like Lauren and Steven and Lo and Morgan and Christina and, um, and then, you know, Kristen and Tom, those were my like people. So that's kind of how we all got brought in. Cause you were, so the first season, like when they were all seniors and Kristen and Talon were juniors, you were a junior. Yeah. And Kristen was dating Steven like on and off. So it was like, we always hung out with the, that group. Like it was very much our group, our friend group, like, you know, so. I just never understood. I mean, maybe they were the most like charismatic group. I just never, this is just such a strange thing to keep me up at night. I never understood why they chose seniors. I'm like, if you chose freshmen, I mean, I guess, you know, yeah, you I didn't think, know it was going to be a hit. I think they probably regret that decision because it, it ended so abruptly. And I think the third season, like probably didn't get, because they had to get new people. It really took a lot for people that were so invested in, 
Kristen and Lauren and Steven and the cast, season two cast and things like that, that it was hard to transition to completely new people. And I think that's where they lost the audience. I think so. Mm -hmm. I, I think so. I mean, so when they came in and they were filming, you know, that first season that you weren't on before you were on it, you know, mm -hmm. was there, like, did people, were people like trying to get on camera, you know? Oh, well, you know what? It's funny. It was kind of a, so Laguna's a very hippy dippy town. It's changed now, but back then it's very artsy. Um, you really didn't, it was very modest, like, you knew people had money, but it wasn't really like a thing. Like, I think that it was really unique and very special. So a lot of people were really upset about the show and like, didn't want to exploit the town, including students, you know? So um, it was kind of a 50, 50 split. Like there was a lot of like friends of ours and our friend group and in their friend group that were like, you know, F you to the cameras. Like, I don't want to be filmed. Like this is, you know, you're selling out and blah, 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 which could have been jealousy. But um, yeah, I think it was, I mean, of course, I think once we saw, by the time it had aired, I think they had already been in the interview process with us. So it was kind of an exciting thing to see it like really explode and then like know that we were kind of on the next like train to season two. And the producers and MTV, like, they didn't really know what it was going to be, like, because there was no... no... I don't think anyone did. Yeah, it was, like, we really thought it was, like, a true life, I live at the beach. And then, um, and we were naive, like, we, I mean, they were, they were selling us, like, well, this is a great opportunity. I mean, you should, if you're, if you don't want to sign for this or whatever it is, we'll find someone else that wants to do it, you know? Out of, um, you know, it was just, it was a really... It was a huge surprise, I think, for everybody. I mean, I wonder when, like, during that first year of filming, they were like, wait a second, this isn't a true life. Like, we got something here. Yes, yes. I think, like, the storylines, I'm sure the producers um, had an idea of how they, like, we knew that it was being shot differently. Um, I just think they weren't communicative in the, like, of telling us, like, what that was going to look like, because it had never been, you know? So. Right. And, and we were young and I think, I think Kristen said in some interviews too, that she just feel like it was kind of like, had we known what it was going to be like, we, we might've like censored ourselves a little bit more, but I think that's what made it so raw. And I think that's what people loved about it, that it was, it was really us, you know? So. What about. To some extent, let me just <laughs> Well, to some extent, yeah. What yeah. about, like, the principal? Like, I mean, did the school want this? Like, what school wants this? No. I, yeah. I... We weren't allowed. So every time you see, like, any school event, it was always a handheld camera. Um, they would give us, they would be on the bus of, at prom, you know, and then they'd give Cedric or someone had, like, a little handheld at the time, and we'd kind of like sneak in filming until like they basically saw it and was like, uh-uh, like get that out of here. So at least there was some footage. But you can imagine a lot of things happened while we were at school events or school, you know, happenings on campus. So those were the times that we had to uh, kind of like relive those moments on camera um, and talk about it again, you know, maybe like a month later. Because they, they, they always wanted to keep up with what was going on and like what the drama was and what had happened and 
things like that. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the sham cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROW. 2024. Listen, ladies, I have a New Year's resolution that's actually really easy to keep. This year, it's the year to finally stop wearing uncomfortable bras. I hate an uncomfortable bra. Don't you guys? Well, the good news is you never have to wear one again because of Honey Love. I've sent all the ladies in my life for New Year's a Honey Love bra. That's right. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra game so you no longer have to deal with uncomfortable underwire without sacrificing support. The bras are so comfortable, you're going to forget to take it off. A lot of the women I've sent this to actually fall asleep in their bra. And you know, Honey Love is more than just bras. They have incredible shapewear, tanks, and even leggings. Speaking of leggings, Honey Love's Legging 2.0 is amazing. It holds you in without that too tight feeling. They're compressive, cooling, and comfortable. So treat yourself to the best bras and shaper on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash velvet. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off, honeylove.com slash velvet. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. If you're a foodie like me, you know how expensive expensive Exploring the local food scene can be, and how much time and energy it takes to find somewhere new with a great dish. That's why I stopped trying and I've turned to Cook Unity. Cook Unity is the first chef to use service, delivering locally sourced meals from award winning chefs right to your front door every week. And it's cheaper than other delivery options. What's the main difference I see with Cook Unity compared to other meal services? The quality of the food. This week alone, I've had these gingery salmon cakes. Another day, I had beef quesadilla. And today for lunch, I'm about to have chili lime salmon with corn and black bean salad. Mm. There's no cooking required, and you can pick as few as four or as many as 16 meals a week. They take into account any allergies you have. They have dairy-free options, vegan, gluten-free. Experience chef-quality meals every week delivered right to your front door. Go to cookunity.com velvet or enter code velvet before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off by using code velvet or going to cookunity.com slash velvet. So that's what it was like. You could do whatever you want if you weren't on school property, but the school was like, you can't film this whole show here. No, no. And then there was, you know, a lot of restaurants that didn't want to be involved. There's a lot of times we didn't even film in Laguna. Um, and then, you know, if you notice, we kind of film at the same places because those places were signing off. But Laguna, like I said, was this artsy town, very, very hippie. Um, and still to this day, locals will blame us for like having, because Laguna's changed a lot. It's become a huge tourist town. It's, it, the traffic is insane. I mean, it's just really put Laguna 
on the map when before it was like this tiny little hidden gem. Um, now we have celebrities that live there. I mean, it's just, it's just different now. So people still like the, the heart, like locals are, you know, still regretful of that show because it like took away their tiny town, you know? Really? Cause like tourists come and want to go to some of the places like that Elsie and Kristen went. I think it's just, it, I think definitely that, but I also think that people saw how gorgeous and beautiful, I mean, it looks like Hawaii. I mean, it, really, anytime I drive back into Laguna, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like we live in the most, it's the most beautiful city ever. Like you, you drive in or out of the town and it, I mean, the beach is just like, it's like Hawaii. And so I think people just, you know, kind of caught on to that and it was like a, you know, great destination to visit. What about parents? Like, were parents reluctant? Like, were your parents reluctant? Did you know, like, Elsie, your parents were like, do whatever you want? I, my parents were like, very, go for it, be yourself. Like, my parents are all about, like, letting me make mistakes, being, like, my own person. Um, my dad was very, like, he's very uh, lenient, you could say, but, like, you know, had a kind of like a zero tolerance rule, like you get good grades and, and you don't lie and, but you can do it until you do, you know, you don't do that. Like if you lie to me or you don't get good grades, then it's everything's cut off. But like until then, like, you know, I have a lot of freedom. So my dad was like, cool, great. This great opportunity. Like, you know, um, I think there was other parents that were a little more concerned because after seeing like red cups and knowing what was going on on camera, you know, I don't think they wanted their, their kids associated with that and they didn't really know that that's what they were going to show so so after the first season like you said the first season aired and then what like you're going to school and I mean you're again not in the first season but was it like oh my god like Lauren can't walk down the street because like Jason pretty much when he was here Jason Waller said you know it was like at some point like overnight it was like we can't even walk around I mean it was, I mean, I can speak to my experience. Just, I just remember like when season two came out and we would go do these appearances. This was like, you know, pre, this was when MySpace was around. There wasn't much and it was just, we would go do these appearances. I remember walking through airports with like Dieter and Jason and Steven and Lauren and people like scream, like the Beatles, you know, when you like, you see old school videos and like people r ripping up their shirts and like we'd go to, we'd shut down like big malls and like people would just be screaming. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was insane. Like I couldn't imagine like now that I'm older, it's just, I, I like look back, I feel grateful that I got to like go through that and experience. It was really fun. Um, but yeah, I think it was just, it was insane. It was, it was nuts. So because of that and because you came in during the second season, like was that, I mean, did people then really want it? Like, did you really, was it like Game of Thrones? Because then you guys knew what you were getting into. So like, you know what I mean? Like first season, you didn't know. Second season. We were, yeah, I think we were really excited. Yeah, I think we knew like what the opportunity was there. Like I grew up doing musical theater. And since I was young, I do like community theater. And my dream was to actually go to Broadway and do, move to New York and do this whole thing. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like I'll sing and I can be like, and then it turned into this like pop star dream of like moving to LA. So for me, I kind of looked at it like, oh great. Like, like maybe this is my door into like music, you know? And which 
I tried to, you know, do a little bit on the show, but, um, that wasn't like, I'm more of like a, a bra. It's funny because Christina was the one that kind of was shown as like, she went to, she tried to do the Broadway thing and things like that. But, um, I really was like grown up, born and raised doing musical theater. And that was who I was. So when I had to sing like pop music or kind of was harder for me, but, um, sorry, I'm like totally getting off track. No, um, no, this is interesting. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think everyone was just like so excited at the opportunity. I mean, who, when you're like 17 or 18, don't like, you don't want to be, I mean, I think now that I'm older, I'd say, I think fame comes with a lot of repercussions, especially with social media. But back then when you're 17 or 18, oh, you're like, I want to be famous. Like, cool. You know? Yeah. And there's no shade here. Like, trust me. I think I like talking about fame and like what it stands for is one of my favorite. I just think the psychology that goes along with it is so interesting. And I think the younger you are, the more naive you are to what that is and what that can mean for your future. Uh, I mean, I think now I'd really have to think about like what, like if there was an opportunity presented to me, like I just, I don't know, like it would be with social media and having kids, like it's, it's a different perspective now, obviously that I'm in my thirties. I mean, were you guys at the time, like, you know, oh my God, we're famous. And like you, you know what I mean? Like, was that? I think we felt, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it was like really exciting. We were making all this money. We're going on appearances. We're signing autographs. I mean, it was like, we got to go all over the United States, like all over, you know, into Mexico. And I mean, and we just like, with our best friends, you know? I mean, you couldn't ask for more. So all of us were, I think everybody was really excited. I don't think there was one person who was like, oh, this isn't for me. Did you make money the first year? Because a lot of times you don't in reality TV, like as a salary. Well, not on, not on MTV's dime, but doing appearances and, um, you know, doing those, I mean, that was really lucrative. And then what came with that afterwards, you know, like I was a spokesperson for AccuView Contacts for a year or two and um, just little contracts like that started coming in. And um, that's really how, like, I think the money, I still to this day still feel like that's how people really make their money is through all these paid opportunities versus the actual, you know, show or whatever it is that, that gave you the opportunity. Totally. Like, you know, until you're like fourth year plus, like 10 years in, you're making money. But I agree. Like first, yeah, exactly. second, third. Once you have like negotiating power, but one season for me, and maybe I have season on the third, I'm like, I probably, like MTV wasn't like dishing out the dollars to me. Because <laughs> it really is, like you said, I mean, that's how it works now. Like they said to you, like, here it is. If you don't want this, uh, no, Alex, said, you well, can move over. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Although they did want us because there was a storyline involved. So like we had, did have like a little negotiating power, but um, you know, not much when you don't really know what you're negotiating. You don't know. I mean, we only had like one season to go off of, you know? So it was kind of, like I said, it was, it was uncharted territory that no one really understood. So what was filming like, like when you were actually on it in season two, were you like used to the cameras? Like, did you know what to expect having kind of watched it or you were still just like, wait, I thought I was going to figure this out. Cause you know, like, I think a lot of times like you were like, oh, I got this. I'm going to only show this and I'm not going to do this. And then you start filming and you're like, oh shit, it's all gone out the window. And I look like (laughs) a total idiot here. And what the fuck did I just do? Um, 
So I think that there was definitely people on the show that were very um, calculated and like how they wanted to look and what they, they'd watch what they say. And I felt for myself that it was an opportunity to like be who I was. And like m when Taylor and I joined, we were kind of like on the same level. I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to be ourselves. And I think that's why people either hated or loved me because I didn't, I didn't censor myself. And now looking back, <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's scenes that I'm like, oh my God, like, why did I do that? Like, I, like my grandma would be like, Alex, was that real in Cabo? What you did? That was so mean. I'm like, oh no, grandma was fake. You know, like it was, there's a lot of times when I regretted um, being so true to like who I was and um, being an 18 year old. I mean, you're just kind of like off the cusp and that's who I was. I was outspoken. I had no filter. Um, but then there were the, some people in the cast that like did not want to have, I'm sure their families were very like conscious of what was being portrayed and they didn't want the family to get embarrassed. I mean, fortunately my family was supportive all the way through and you know, I just, I just never changed. I, to be honest, it's funny because Taylor and I still to this day talk about how, cause they never told us what they edited or what the storyline was. They didn't give us anything. They just let us go. And so we always thought, cause we did a lot of funny things together. We thought we we're going to be like the funny friends on the show. When in reality, it's like they kind of edited me to like look like this villain, boyfriend stealer, hard ass, like kind of, you know, bitch, honestly. So, um, and I remember getting tapes and like crying because I was like, what? Like that happened like three months ago. Like I didn't take her boyfriend. Like it was, you know, so um, there, there was, I think that was like one of the biggest downfalls for me too was the editing and trying to kind of navigate like what their motivation was with my character. You guys know I've been so honest with you about my weight loss over the past few months. Look, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. There's so many diet plans that say, do this, don't do that. And none of them have ever worked for me. That is until noon. Noom realizes that with weight, one size does not fit all. They take into account each person's individual needs. Noom builds personal plans that takes your specific dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs into account, and then they build a plan that works for you. Noom uses a psychology-based approach. They focus on the why. They believe that losing weight starts with your brain, so they focus on why haven't you been able to lose weight. They really change the way you think about food. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Doesn't being a king or a queen seem so enticing? It sure does to me. But you know what? More often than not, it comes at the expense of everything else. Freedom, privacy, sometimes even your head. The creators of Wondery's Even the Rich are bringing you a brand new podcast called Even the Royals, where hosts Brooke and Arisha pull back the curtain on royal families, past 
and present from all over the world to show you, well, the darker side of what it means to be royalty. They cover it all. Like, for example, Marie Antoinette. Do you realize that so much we know about her is wrong? After she became queen at just 19 years old, she ended up in a battle with the French press that started a series of impossible-to-believe events. It's history's greatest smear campaign. Worse than any of the housewives that we talk about here. And what about King George IV and Caroline of Brunswick? That's literally the worst royal marriage of all time. There's a story that involves catfishing, fake pregnancy, Follow Even the Royals on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge Even the Royals ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. So that was like when it came out and you, you would get the tapes in advance. You were just like, oh, wait. Like oh, it was- we would get them the night before. Like we didn't even have time to like, I, I would like call Jessica and be like, you know that that didn't happen that day, right? Like you remember? And she's like, yeah. And we were like, t- it's so funny because off camera, we go to these appearances like I was talking about before and Jessica and I would walk on stage together and they'd be like, what? Like, you guys are friends? And I'm like, yes, people. Like, we went through, maybe we had like one, that fighting combo was real, you know? Um, But that was like really our only like fight. Like, it was just, people were so invested in those characters, which I I get now because that's how I am on reality TV. Like, you know? Totally. Like, no, then it's not always what it seems. Who was the, cause you like, who was the biggest, offender is the wrong word, but who was the biggest person who tried to like control their image, like with producers? <laughs> I don't know if I want to say, cause I don't want to get in trouble, but I think you can well, probably just, take a good guess. Well, I would think Kristen, I would say there was a lot from season one. That's just what I'll say. Lauren. I don't know. I think that there, Whatever Lauren did was smart because look at what she, where she is now. Like I just think whether she had nego- like had a path of how she was gonna look and she had a good team. I mean, look at what she did. Like she's very smart. So not hating on any anybody that wanted to do that. Just wasn't. Maybe I should have done it. <laughs> you know. Right. Like you feel like you just kind of let it all hang out because it's reality yeah. TV and it was. I mean, there was times when I'm like, there was people that would like leave notes on my car and say like, I, you know, effing hate you and you stole Jessica's boyfriend. I mean, I've been booed on stage before. I mean, people like, like I said, you either loved me or hated me. So if I could have like, if I, if I could have, if I would have known better and I would have been a little smarter and not so naive, maybe I would have used it to my advantage on like how I wanted my character to be, you know, but I just didn't look at it like that. I was like, Oh, cool. Like cameras, like this is easy. Like I didn't, it was like, as if they weren't there, you know? Right. Like, you know, again, you don't have much to compare it to and it was just your first season. You weren't there for like seven seasons. Right. (laughs) What about Kristen? Did Kristen like seem to know what she was doing back then? Um, as far as like her story or, yeah, because, you know, like, listen, like, I've met her, you know, in real life in passing, not like I don't know yeah. her, but she's lovely. And, you know, she always says, like, in interviews, like, you know, I played the bitch, but I'm not one. So, no. And I, and I will say that, like, I, and Chris and I have talked about that. Like, we, she was definitely another victim of editing, you know, because they needed the villain character. Lauren was never going to be a villain. That's just like, she's not as outspoken as Kristen. I mean, if you put them both together, like you can see who clearly would have been, you know, targeted to be more of the strong 
you know, which is, I mean, Kristen was always outspoken and a strong, we were best friends. I mean, it was like, that's who she was, but they very much, like I said, went in the editing room and they had to create a storyline. It couldn't just be two nice girls like, oh, you know, there had to be a show. (laughs) But then at some point, like if you're savvy, like you say, you might just say, let's go with this. Like this could make- Well, I think that's probably what she did for The Hills, you know? Like I think that's, she knew her role. And by then, now we're 20, 21, 22. She's like, all right, cool. Like I'm getting paid for this. Like I know my role now. And like embrace that versus it being like more of a surprise. Totally. I mean, I think that's why it's so unique, Laguna Beach, just because there really was nothing to compare it to. And so. And it opened the doors for so many things. Like I used to joke when, um, because I'm a big Bravo fan. And so I. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) I used to joke that Vicky would say, oh, I'm the OG of the OC. I'm like, "Uh, no, we are the OG of the OC that opened up your doors, my friend. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, so, right. So Laguna Beach really wasn't the Hills. I mean, the Hills came after. So like this softly scripted, like as you refer to it, like, so you really don't think Laguna Beach itself was fake. Cause I mean, you know, it's self-admitted the Hills was fake. I mean, basically yeah. the way yeah. it ended, we've all known now. Yeah. I think that they, um, they saw the success of Laguna and kind of wanted to recreate that up in LA. But by then everyone was so like savvy, like as far as, you know, they knew what filming was like, they knew that they needed storylines and everyone kind of jumped on board. Like, okay, who can I be? What's my role here? You know? And it was all contrived, you know, but Laguna was raw. I mean, it was edited. There was time. I mean, if you really are like a big Laguna Beach person, like you'll see there's like scenes where Talon has like a shaved head and then five minutes he has hair again. So you like, you can really see that, you know, editing was a big factor and like character roles and things like that. But it was, it was real. It was real. But where the Hills was, I think they all kind of got smart and was like, okay, well, let's really make this like dramatic, you know? So, like, I mean, Jason is lovely. He's been on this show. He's yeah, very happily, Jason. yes, ve- love Jason. Very happily married to Ashley. So, but he really dated Jessica and Lauren and then you. That was all Yeah, great. I mean. I mean, you were in high school. It's okay. Line, yeah, no, I mean, for sure. Like, that was all real. I mean, um, Jason and I have been, our parents were really good friends growing up. So, like, we've been, like, we always used to call each other. Like, we were, like, best friends and, like, our dating period literally in high school was maybe like a month, <laughs> but it dragged on for, you know, you know, what seemed like a whole year, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah. And so your high school was so sad. I mean, do you keep in touch with like all these people now? Um, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I talk to, I'm like, Kristen just texted me right now. Like we, we talk very frequently. Um, I see Taylor almost every time she's out here because she moved to Arizona. Morgan is my business partner, Souders. Um, uh, not Morgan, the other Morgan, but, um, you know, Talon, I, I talk to Jason and Ashley. I see we're pretty much, I mean, it's a pretty unique thing. Like even my husband will say like a lot of people don't talk to their high school friends, but for whatever reason, I think because Laguna was so small like those friends of mine are still my best friends. We're still very much involved in everyone's life. That's, 
that is, I think is unique, especially from being on a reality show together. Yeah. Do most people, I mean, do you get, do you still get recognized now from Laguna Beach? I mean, it was so long ago. Um, I like, yeah, I do. Like, it's funny. I'll have like a mom come up to me at a grocery store and be like, oh my God, I loved you. Um, but like I've grown up, I don't look the same. Like people are always like, what, how many are face? And like, uh, well, I lost weight and I got a nose job. Like, get over it, you know? Like, okay. Like, and now that I've happens. had two babies. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, like, I don't know. I don't know if I feel that. Like, I just look different, but people are always like, you know, you don't look the same. I'm like, well, what do you think 20 years does to you? Like, or 15? Like, are you, do you look the same? <laughs> Pretty much, right? Yeah. Do you, do you keep in touch with Lauren too? Or you were never really close to her? Um, not as much. No, I don't. I, I saw Lauren like a, like a year ago or two. Um, like if I saw her, we would say, Hey, and like give each other a hug. But, um, I don't keep in touch with Lauren. It's really like Kristen Taylor, Alex Hooser also, um, Morgan, I see every day. Um, just kind of, a you Steven. know, Steven, everyone's, I mean, I don't keep in touch with him either. Dieter. I talk to Jason. I talk to Talon um, even Morgan, you know, I like the other Morgan. Um, but yeah, not really Steven or Lauren, I would say. So like, when you look back on the show, like, what would you say? Like that time in my life was, I would say it was crazy. It was fun. Uh, I was emotional roller coaster. Uh, it was really fun. I, I would ne I never regret any of it. I mean, those were the times like, I look back on my time living in LA after I, I filmed and moved, you know, after high school and oh my gosh, like it was like, I always say I wanted to write a book about it because the Hollywood is crazy. And then being in Hollywood at like 18 and then I got signed to a record label early on and like, it was just, it was nuts, but it was so much fun. And I well, very we, special place. we did see you sing on the show. Like you said, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Listen, I swear I'm better than that. <laughs> you had, you know, I mean, so is that why you moved to LA after high yeah, school, I, like to try to pursue? Because you did pursue, yeah. Yeah, I signed with uh, Universal and then I had a management team and I recorded a whole album and I went on like some mall tours. Like I did the same like Britney Spears mall tour. Um, and I remember like Jonah's brothers had like, there was like one time, I swear, the Jonas, I, maybe I'm mistaken, my, my brain is mush from that time, but it was before they got famous and they actually opened this mall tour like before I came on. So it was like, and I had no idea who they were. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. They're like young little people. Like I had no idea. But now looking back, I'm almost positive that's a real story. So the Jonas Brothers opened for you. I, that's what I like to say, but who knows? <laughs> Well, there's, either there's you a bomb drop for you. <laughs> so, well, either like right, either you dreamed it or it really happened. But that's I'm pretty sure it's real. But I was a little foggy when I moved to LA, and there was a lot of partying. So sometimes I don't remember things, you know. In the hills, I mean Laguna Beach. So that must have helped with your music, right? Like, I mean, it was you were still yeah. talented, but it must have helped open the door. Yeah, because at that time we had MySpace and I was like the number one MySpace artist. Like, I just think, and I had like, you know, 10 million spins on like Best Friend, which was like a single that I had released. And 
that was what we would go to the record like execs and like show them or when I was like looking to get signed so yeah it definitely helped there would be no like I'd just be an average Joe like trying to make it in music without Laguna I feel like so yeah I would think so so you graduate you move to LA and then you know Lauren and Jason and Kristen go on to the hills and we have some other people that are involved Whitney and and you know the hills becomes like this huge freaking like yeah so massive so massive Mm -hmm. so I mean no shade in this question either because I I would be jealous like were you ever year after year jealous of like they are so fucking rich they are famous (laughs) they have all these side deals you know honestly I could say I wasn't I was like really focused on music at the time and I really had like big dreams of like making it and like that was kind of what I really wanted. That was always like my heart. So I was like, I had something going on, you know, like, and I was still doing, um, you know, I had like Bongo I did and like Acubu and like, I still had like ad deals coming in for myself, even though, and I knew I was never going to be like a Lauren, a Kristen or a Steven. I was always kind of like, you know, like subpar to them. Cause that was like a huge, huge storyline. And, um, I, I really didn't have any feelings of like jealousy or wanting to be on there. I mean, I, I totally, we all ran with the same crew. We all went to the same clubs with the same promoters. And I just never was like that. I was just kind of like, so in my own like music world with my own little group that I like can honestly say I wasn't. That's good. Cause you know, like I said, I mean, like now I look, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I mean, it was a huge thing that went on yeah. for so many years. Yeah. And look at, look what it's, it's done for all of them. Right. Like, you know, like when you say like, look what Lauren has, like everyone's like, how can Lauren never want to go back on TV? I'm like, I know she has like a real business that makes yeah. more money than she would ever make. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. Yeah. And she spent years doing it. I mean, it's a labor of love too. You know, it's not, I can't imagine spending like my twenties when I was like, out of high school, like learning my like own independence and trying to come into my own person, that being filmed. And then on top of that, like it being contrived too, because you had to kind of play a character. Did, did Kristen confide in you like throughout all those years of like, you know, now I have to do this and now I have to do this. And, you know, I mean, like it was very public when, like when they brought her back, they offered her a ton of money. Kristen and I, like we we kind of went through a little like rough patch when we moved to LA, like Alex Hooser was living with her and then she like left to live with me. And that created like some heat, not like that we were fighting, like where we were like, but it was kind of like, we kind of like were doing our own thing. We weren't really hanging out. And at that time, to be honest. Well, because Alex H came and lived with you. That was, I, that's what I, maybe that's what I think happened. Yeah. You see all that's going on behind the scenes? I know, right? It's all good little little stuff. <laughs> Did you know any of the other people like Whitney Poor and like Audrina, Spencer and Heidi? Uh, I definitely, like I would hang out with Heidi and Jen. And th- there was a period, I'm telling you, it was a foggy period for me. But I, it was weird because when I did move to LA, I was hanging out with Lauren and Heidi and Jen a lot. Um, and not Kristen, which was like kind of a, 
you would think not that wouldn't that wouldn't be but um yeah we kind of all ran in the same circle like I said but that was kind of like my my crew for a little bit and then I lived at the Palazzo at the time that Audrina and Whitney did too so um I knew of them like I never I think Audrina and I remember when I don't know why we were fighting but I remember we had like an ice fight in a club like she was like throwing ice at me and I was like taking ice and throwing it back at her and people were like come on girls so I, I, I couldn't tell you why that happened but maybe there was some contention there but who knows you know and then you and Kristen just you know like as you get old you just somehow came back together yeah I think that I mean we were wild and everyone's doing their own thing and I think when everything, we all, I always kept in touch with Kristen. Like we always were good friends. It was just, and I want I don't want to say that we were fighting because we weren't, it was just that we weren't really talking. And then, um, I think like a couple of years later, we just, it just never, it was like, we never had missed any time, you know? What were, what was Heidi like? Heidi, I remember Heidi so sweet. And I, I saw Heidi actually like, a, I think a year ago at Kristen's, uh, little James launch and, um, I always thought she was so nice. Um, and Spencer too. I, I don't have anything bad to say about them because they weren't, you know, they, I, I, I wasn't close enough to, I think maybe have where like, I thought that she was trying to do anything. I never, I've only had great experiences with them and with pretty much everybody. Brody was super nice. I mean, I kind of was the one that kind of bounced along, got along with everyone. So other than, I guess, Audrina when I was throwing ice at her at a club. Who knows? And you never dated it. Like, you never wanted to date Steven or Brody or any of these oh other. God. Although, um. I mean, no. ain't nothing wrong with Brody. No, 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 no. I No, he's gorgeous. But no, it wasn't. I was kind of doing my own thing. Like I said, I had like a different. I ran around. Like, my roommate at the time was Angel Carter. Um, so Aaron Carter's twin. And so I hung out with that crew a lot. Um, I like briefly like dated Nick Carter for like a hot minute. What was that Not like? A Not a proud moment. <laughs> what was that like? Um, my, so my best friend was dating his best friend. Then of course Angel introduced us, but it was brief and it wasn't like anything long, but um, it was interesting. You know, it was like, I, I feel like at that point I was already used to like paparazzi and things like that. So it wasn't like completely like, oh my gosh, this is, but it was, it was definitely interesting. Short lived. <laughs> Anything else you want to tell us about that? <laughs> um, you know, it was, I just, I think ultimately I didn't want to like ruin the relationship with Angel, who was my good friend at the time. Um, but it was kind of like both and there's like a picture of us. I don't know if you can find it, but it's horrible. Like, I think it was both of like our worst moments, like Nick and ours, like he didn't look good. I didn't like it. You could just tell, like we were just out too much in LA or something, but, um, I'm trying to find some juicy stuff and I don't have any, like, I think I, everything again was positive. I know there was like some negative stuff about him, but like, He's a nice guy. Just didn't go, didn't go very far. You know. Was 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 Aaron Carter around a lot? Yeah, Aaron. I hung out with Aaron all the time. Yeah, the whole Carter family. Actually, I was around when they were filming House of Carters, and 
like that whole, um, that was kind of at the end of when I was like moving home and, um, you know, I still talk to Angel, like I love her, but yeah, Aaron was a good friend for, he came down for my birthday, celebrating Laguna, like he's a, he was really nice guy. Even when I got married, he sent me like a little text, like congrats, Alex, like hope, you know, but. He seems like a fun person to hang out with. He, he, I will say, like, I don't know if you've kept up with what's going on with him. I'm sure. I've kept up with him. Yes. Okay. Um, he wasn't really like that. Like back when I was hanging out with him, um, he's always been into his music, you know, and like very much so. And, uh, there, you know, I just... I, I always had positive experiences with this family, like never experienced any negative things that maybe have come out about them. And if they did, it was hidden from me, but, um, he wasn't he like was going so out. Nice. I just, I, no, he was very introverted. Like we would stay in the apartment, like our apartment and hang out. Like it was never, ever anything that, uh, felt, you know, um, strange, odd drugs, like, it wasn't like that. It was like, oh, let's watch a movie. And he'd like play us these songs and we'd like dance. Like, you know, it was like very normal. We were all 18, 19, 20, like things happen in the, in your twenties. And by then I had already moved home. So who knows? Did you ever, or do you ever, you know, like you were in LA, like I live in New York city. Like, do you ever get starstruck? I mean, like Nick Carter was like a huge star technically at the time you met him. Like, did you just not even to date? Like, do you, are you the type that gets starstruck? No, you know, I think maybe when I like had first moved to LA and I had like my first celebrity run in, but like there were like many nights that I spent at like, I party at like Paris Hilton's house and like, it just, Hollywood is like so small. Like you think it's like really big, but it's really not. It's like a very small group of people and you kind of all run it in the same air. Like, and by then, like I had already like gotten to know and seen and hung out with and party with these people. So it was like just another person. It wasn't, it's like kind of not to say it like this, but like once you see one, you kind of like, you're like, oh, okay. You kind of see them all. Maybe that, if I saw like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt wanted to like come up to me and like, be like, hey, what's up? I like your show. I'd be like, oh my God, you know, but. What was it like to party at Paris Hilton's house? Uh, it was fun. I, was, I mean, She like always had people over and like one of my best friends was really good friends with her and. It was kind of like a, like a weekly, like, it was just kind of a, she always had like little like parties over like intimate parties, you know, like the small group of people like Adam Brody was there and trying to think of all the, um, what was swim fan girl? I can't think of her name. Elijah Cuthbert, you know, people like that. We love Paris Hilton here behind the velvet rope. Oh yeah. I'd love her. You need to watch This Is Paris if you haven't seen it yet. Oh, I have. I'm, are you kidding? I was like, as soon as it came out, I love her. We just had, I just talked to the director from that. I had the director oh. on here and it was like, yeah. just, you know, just, it was such a great movie, I feel. Oh, it's wonderful. And um, I think she was really brave and like being so revealing in her interviews and, you know, so it was cool. And you don't miss any of that, like... I mean, you know, you're happily married with kids, so I'm sure you don't, but I'm very single. It's like, you never, you don't miss the parties at Paris's house. You know, I wish I could say differently, but I don't. I like, I, I, I always say like, I feel like I, um, 
I partied for a lifetime. Like I was good. Like I, I, I got it all in, I got it all out. And then now I'm such a homebody. I'm like, Oh no, like what? We can't stay home with our kids and just, you know, like do family stuff. Like I barely drink anymore. Thanks for tuning in to part one of our sit down with Laguna Beach's Alex M. And stay tuned for part two. We talk about a lot of current events. That picture between Kristen Cavallari and Steven that went viral. We talk about The Hills' new beginnings. Was that properly cast? Was Misha Barton a good fit? What did Alex think about The Hills' new beginnings? We talk about Housewives, more about the OC Housewives, but other franchises that she loves, such as New York, the excitement for Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, who are our favorite housewives. Of course, we talk more about the Hills and her experience, more about who she keeps in touch with. Was she shocked, like the rest of us, when Kristen announced that she was getting divorced from Jay Cutler? Stay tuned for part two of our fun sit-down with Laguna Beach's Alex M. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.